How do you deal with defeat? Take the L. It's tough. And the thing is, here on earth, we will experience defeat. And we will suffer through it at times. Whether it's a basketball game, a relationship, a career choice, a financial investment, a child you're raising, you will experience defeat. And I'm here today to open your eyes to what that defeat really means and how you can keep going in the midst of those emotions because I know they can completely take over. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, if you missed the previous episode, I'm telling you it was so good. With it being March Madness and college basketball taking over this month, it's been really fun for me to have God speak to me and teach me through basketball again. It's something I love, something I understand. If you truly listen for God to speak and to teach you, I promise you he will use everything that you love everything that you understand. It's like new parents who feel like they could preach a sermon every week about something they learned about parenting, about God being a father, about the mess of their little one that they keep cleaning up without frustration, but with love, totally full of love. Or like when you get a dog and all of a sudden that dog is just running amok and the way you discipline her, you now are seeing how you act sometimes in the eyes of the Lord and start to think and reevaluate some things. For me, it's basketball. God still speaks to me through basketball. He still speaks to me through memories of playing in college, through memories of relationships and teammates, through time working with the NBA, and now through watching college basketball and being all up in March Madness. Last week, I taught you the press break. I know I haven't been the only one yelling at the TV this past week watching the games, and I know I'm not the only one who has had to deal with defeat. And as I went for a walk this week, Asking the Lord to help me plan out what to share with y'all. Oh, he dropped the fire on me. So now I can share with you. I want to share today about defeat, about how to deal with defeat, what defeat really looks like, what defeat really means, what defeat does in our lives. And yes, I'm talking through analogies of basketball again this week. So you're going to need to stay with me again. But I know these points will make sense to you in your life, whether you know anything about the sport or not. Okay, first of all, the word defeat, when it comes to the English language, can literally both mean win and lose. Like, you have victory when you defeat someone, yet you lose when you suffer defeat, when you are defeated. So, if I were to just title this episode Dealing with Defeat, I know you know what I'm saying, but I don't know if Grammarly would. Complete side note, Grammarly is this free website where you can like drop an entire document in there and it'll point out the potential grammar errors that you have. So since I published my first blog post, yes, head to kaylapraise.com to read it all about how to spend time with God. Well, I put my writing into Grammarly and it popped out like 40 changes that could be made. Six of those changes said the word literally is unnecessary. <laughs> but actually for two of them, I was like, no, it literally is very necessary. Anyway, let's get back to defeat. Dealing with defeat. Dealing with suffering defeat. Dealing with being defeated. 
but wait, I thought that once we're Christian, once we are saved, once we follow Christ, I thought we always have victory. I thought Satan is the one who's been defeated once and for all. So why is this even a thing? Why do we still sometimes lose? Well, don't get it twisted. Jesus went and took back the keys from Satan. Jesus defeated death once and for all. Jesus defeated Satan. Satan has no power whatsoever. He is defeated. You are victorious through Jesus Christ in death. You are victorious in death. You have received the gift of eternal life, which Jesus paid for in full for you on the cross. He didn't say anything about a basketball game. He didn't say anything about your job. He didn't say anything about your relationship. He didn't say anything about that test in school. Jesus Christ defeated the power of sin and death. Revelations chapter 1 verse 18 says this, I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 10, And now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. So don't get it twisted, but also don't get it twisted. Jesus Christ defeated the power of sin and death in your life. Let's just take a second to recognize that and know, like fully know, that that matters to you more than the victory in the game, in the relationship, in the financial situation, in the whatever it is in your life. Like you have eternal life. Death has been defeated. Seriously, if you need to pause me right now and have a praise break or have a moment with the Lord to thank him or have a moment to repent and really think about what his sacrifice really has done for you, take that moment. I don't want you to just keep flowing with me if you really feel you need to sit with him. Okay, if you're still here, or if you're back, let's get into this now, dealing with defeat. I need to talk about this because while watching March Madness, there are a lot of teams who will lose. In a matter of a couple weeks, 64 teams are in the tournament and only one is the champion. That means one team has won all six games they played in the tournament. One other team has won five, two additional teams won four, 32 teams lost their only chance to continue their season. That's how the NCAA basketball tournament works. 64 teams down to one champion in a matter of a couple of weeks. If you win, you stay in. If you lose, well, you go home. So how to deal with defeat? Here's the truth. We will each have to deal with defeat in our lives. There will be things that we end up on the losing end. There will be times we are hurt, we are lost, we are emotional, we are defeated. So how do we deal with that? Well, the first thing I feel like saying is, don't be a sore loser. (laughs) But that's not where God is leading me for this episode. Yet still, don't be a sore loser. Let's talk about basketball. And now let me present to you three different scenarios of defeat. Number one, defeat that ends the season. Ah, All the training, all the preparation, all the sweat, all the games, and then you're defeated and the season is over. Literally, the season is over. This is a feeling that hurts. It hurts so bad. Whether it's a basketball season, a relationship season, a career season, a motherhood season, when the season is over, it can feel like defeat because it's so easy for us to think if it was that good, if we kept winning, if everything was still progressing, it wouldn't end, right? At least it wouldn't end without a huge championship, a big promotion, a party, or a reason to celebrate of some sort. But we got beat, and now the season is over. But guess what? For the majority of individuals, the end of a season just means the end of a season. It's not the end of your career. It's not the end of your life. It's not the end of what God has planned for you. It's the end of the season. 
And you know what that also means? There's another season coming. (laughs) And you know what else that also means? It's time to prepare for the upcoming season. See, you may be feeling so defeated that you got laid off from your job. You may feel like it's the end of the world. What are you going to do now? This is it. Totally defeated. But let me assure you, this is the end of a season. Yes, but it's not the end. God created seasons, like period. (laughs) We experience seasons with weather, with sunrise and sunset. We expect seasons by watching calendars and clocks that we made for ourselves to coincide with what God created. We understand seasons. We understand the flow. Yet when it comes to our lives, to our activities, to our decisions, to our just stuff, we never want the season to change, especially with what feels like defeat. What about that church you thought was your forever church? You were so plugged in and loving it, and then something happened. You all of a sudden feel defeated. Now, that feeling of defeat might be tied to hurt, disappointment, offense, but it also might be tied to just physically moving. In 2008, I was living in the Dallas, Texas area. I was faithfully attending and serving at the Potter's House Church. I loved it there. I moved to Arizona to earn a second degree as a Bible major with full intentions of moving right back to Texas once my schooling was complete. But... While in Arizona, I was required to serve in a local church in order to fulfill the requirements of one of my classes. So there I was, looking for a new church. My season at the Potter's House had come to an end, a season I thought would surely go on forever. God opened doors and I not only began serving in a local church in Phoenix, but was hired to work there after my schooling. And two years later, had to move back to Canada. My season there at this new church had ended. Sort of. Well, for the moment. See, what I'm trying to share with you is that sometimes seasons end and all we want to know is why, God, why? And if we can learn from how God created and who he has been for years and years and years and years, he hasn't changed. He has always worked with seasons. We as people do such ridiculous things to try to control seasons and understand seasons, like rely on a groundhog named Phil. Like, I'll just throw that in there real quick. But back to basketball. What really got me started on this episode, y'all, was the Kansas University, the Jayhawks, their game. Y'all, Kansas ranked number one in the West versus Arkansas ranked number eight. They had each won one game. So this is the second round of the tournament. It was a close game. I was standing up yelling at the TV. My heart rate hit 120. It not only was a close and great game, but your girl had picked Kansas to win the entire national championship. That's four more games after this one. Kansas couldn't lose now. Oh, but they did. They lost by one, and just like that, the season was over. But check this out. As I looked at the Kansas roster, only two players on their team are seniors this year. That means that for every player except two, this defeat means the end of a season, the end of the 2022-2023 season. I'm not saying not to be emotional. I'm not saying not to feel the hurt. I'm not saying not to be shocked and disappointed and mad and frustrated and feel defeated. With all those emotions, I'm reminding you, this is a season. This defeat ended a season. So remember this, season-ending defeat means the season ended, and it's time to prepare for the next season. All right, number two, defeat that ends the game. Oh, I'm telling y'all, I'm competitive. (laughs) I don't like to lose. Basketball, win, lose, or draw, a backyard race with my niece and nephew, trivia night, you name it. I was taught at a very young age how to take a loss, but that doesn't mean I like it. 
I was taught to shake hands, to thank my coaches, to walk off the court with my head held high, still always representing not just my team, not just my school, but my whole family and myself, and now also God. And still, there are times the game is over, I'm defeated, and all I want to do is throw something, kick something, yell, pout, cry, and shut down. Been there? You went into this project at work so prepared, so pumped up, so confident, and then all of a sudden they don't like your idea? They actually changed the plans on you last minute, so now you don't feel as confident as you were a couple hours ago. They actually tell you now that they've decided to go another direction and that Jim is going to take the lead on this one, and now you're totally defeated. What about that date you felt so good about? Y'all hit it off so well. You've been spending time together, hanging out, watching the games, and then he just ghosts you? What? And now you're totally defeated. Did something happen with your child? And you feel like the worst parent ever? Like, how could this happen? You raised them better than this. Why would they make such a stupid decision? Here's a fun fact. A college basketball team plays 25 to 30 games in a season before the tournament begins. Do you know how many teams go through an entire season and win a national championship without ever experiencing defeat in a game? I'll tell you because I looked it up. (laughs) Since 1939, it has happened only seven times times. And the last time was the Indiana Hoosiers in the 1975-76 season. They won 32 straight games. Only seven times since 1939. So in 84 years, only seven times has a men's basketball team won the national championship without experiencing defeat during the season. Do you get that? How could they continue on after a loss? Because they realized the defeat was a game, not the season. There was another game on the schedule. There was another chance, and often another chance to play the same team who defeated them that time. I went back and did a little research. My college basketball team, the year we won the national championship, it was 2001, y'all, yes, I've hit my 40s. (laughs) We won 30 games and lost five. See, when you look at it in the grand scheme of a season, five doesn't seem like very many. In fact, it's not. It's very impressive, actually. But when you're in the game and you're defeated in the game, the mentality is quite different. I need you to start to differentiate the games from the season. I need you to recognize the defeat as a game and not throw in the towel as if the whole season is over. What have you quit on lately? What did you feel defeated in? Someone else did it better. Someone else already succeeded in that, so clearly it's not for you. What did he say? What did she do? What made you give in to the defeat and not even check the schedule to see when the next game is? That's the wild thing right there. The schedule is set for the entire season. There may be 25 games on the schedule for the season. You're really going to give up after you experience defeat in the third week? You're really going to give up when you didn't earn as much income in the fourth month of your new assignment? You're going to just assume the whole season's over and you should quit? Like clearly God didn't call you to that? What? So you had a tough game. So you took an L. Deal with it and keep it moving. You know a lesson I actually love now when looking back at my years playing basketball? Probably 95% of the time after playing a game and being defeated, the coach comes into the locker room, may have a few stats to share, but then says this, shower up get on the bus, practice on Monday, time to prepare for the next game. It's time to prepare for the next game. There's nothing we can do in the moment to change the outcome of that game, right? We lost the game. But open your eyes. Look at the schedule. There's another game ahead, and it's approaching quickly. We've got some tweaks to make. We see some opportunities for improvement. We've got a plan to tighten some things up, and we will be ready for the next game. Let me ask you, 
what opportunities are ahead of you, but you aren't even seeing them because you're focused on the defeat you were just dealt. You took that defeat so hard that you quit. You didn't even want to try again, even though you literally can see another chance right in front of you. But you didn't do it well the first time, so why would God give you another chance, right? Because he's God, he loves you, and he is the God of seasons. We established that. You were just defeated in a game. The season isn't over. Watch some film, tighten things up, review the playbook, and prepare for the next game. So remember this, defeat that ends the game means the game ends, not the season. There are plenty of games left in the season. Okay, y'all sticking with me? Number three, defeat that ends the play. Let's stick with the NCAA college basketball rules. Two 20-minute halves. That's how much time there is on the clock in the game. Do you know how many different plays are played in those 40 minutes? No, I didn't research it to find an average. I can tell you from experience, it's a lot, and you know it's a lot. Does the team score every single time they bring the ball up the floor and run the play? No, they're defeated, like probably more often than not. Sometimes the defeat is because the other team stole the ball, the ref misses a call, you miss a shot, you don't execute the play, just a bad bounce of the ball, the ball slips out of your hand, See, what I want you to understand is that it's not always something in your control. But when you turn the ball over, when the other team gets the ball, the game's not over. Not even close. Just that play has been defeated. And at that very moment, your only focus is to get the ball back into the hands of your team. See, that's the incredible thing. Once you experience defeat in a play, your only focus is to get the ball back in the hands of your team for another opportunity to score. That's it. In sports, we have what's called a next play mentality. When your team loses the ball, you've got to have a next play mentality. You may have actually been the person to miss the shot, to throw the ball out of bounds, to commit the foul, but you've got to let it go. The game is still going. Literally, the clock is still running. Next play mentality. I hope you're catching this, and I pray the Holy Spirit is showing you scenarios in your own life right now that you need to have a next play mentality in. The game is not even close to over. The game might be just getting started. Next play mentality. When I was in high school, my dad and I would travel around during summers and I would attend as many basketball camps as I could. We would drive through Saskatchewan, Canada, down to North Dakota State University, down through Colorado to Arizona State University, back up through Montana for a couple weeks and then back into Canada. Basketball camps everywhere, sometimes for like two weeks per state. There are life lessons I learned on those road trips, just my dad and I. So many life lessons and basketball lessons that stuck with me. After my ninth grade year of school, I remember being at North Dakota State University. My camp coach, his name was Fred. He played on the men's university team there. We were playing a game and I missed my first two shots and I was starting to get down on myself. He pulled me out of the game. Fred sat me down and he said this to me, Kayla, shoot till you're hot and when you're hot, keep shooting. In other words, you don't ever stop shooting. You don't ever give up. Next play mentality. That phrase has stuck with me for life. Shoot till you're hot. And when you're hot, keep shooting. I can relate that phrase to so many scenarios of my life. This podcast even. The first episodes I recorded, there weren't many people listening. Like my mom and her friends. Close friends who just wanted to support me. You know how it goes. But I kept shooting. I kept shooting. Things are starting to heat up. Downloads and listens are increasing week over week now. I just keep shooting. Shoot till you're hot. And when you're hot, keep shooting. Defeat is bound to happen. And most often it happens in your mind. But know that it's the end of the play, not the end of the game. Next play mentality. Y'all, I got to close this out. I'm encouraging you to do some evaluating today, this week. Maybe you need to sit and spend time with God. 
with his word and seek out some guidance. Ask him to show you the game schedule. And from there, realize what was just a play and what will culminate into a season. I don't want to leave without mentioning this. For those two players from Kansas, those two seniors, this is it. There will come a time that you know it will not just be the end of a season, but the end of an era in your life. And you know what's incredible? We usually know this ahead of time. 3.5% of high school basketball players go on to play in the NCAA. Only 1% go to Division I. If you're not going to play in college, you know that when your final season ends in high school, that it's the end of an era. You prepare for it. It still hurts, but in a different way because you've been prepared. Look at Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. Remember when they decided it was the end of an era, end of their careers in the NBA, and the rest of the season was this tour of honor for them? When the end of an era is coming, you know, and you celebrate and look back and see all that you had accomplished and all that God had done. You might deal with defeat, but you celebrate. Well done. Remember, defeat is inevitable in life here on earth. You will have to deal with it many times. Don't mistake the end of a season for the end of an era. Don't mistake the end of a game for the end of a season. Don't mistake the end of a play for the end of a game. Next play mentality. Shoot till you're hot, and when you're hot, keep shooting. And know this, with Jesus Christ, you have eternal life, eternal victory. Death and sin have been defeated once and for all. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.